Let's Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome everyone. Today I'm joined by Natalie and Lisa from Own Your Health and I'll ask them to introduce themselves in in just a minute. But a fascinating program that they run called The Female Advantage and I thought it would be really great just to interview them and really just discuss what this female advantage really consists of. So welcome Natalie and Lisa. Hello. Thank you. Yes. So let's just start off, just a bit of background, what got you interested in this and why such a big gender niche at this point in time? Lisa and I, not to speak on behalf of Lisa, but we're both um, health coaches So, uh, and we have different genres that we work on in terms of mindset, well-being, nutrition, but we've always had an interest in supporting other women. That's just been a common theme through our work over the last few years. We went on to move into health and wellbeing programs for workplaces. And from that, we really discovered that there's a missing link to what women need in terms of supporting themselves on a whole level. So our whole ethos at Own Your Health Collective is about whole health, and we support individuals from a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual perspective. But there was that missing link around the self And we really come to appreciate that there was differences between men and women. And for us women, the innate advantage that we have is our female cycles. Fantastic. And in that light, uh, you know, you've gone ahead and and prepared kind of four episodes for us to really focus on, on, on really digging deep into just how our cycles actually do give us an advantage. And I think that's quite contrary to, I suppose, what many of us have have grown up to believe is that it's it's often something that that can hold us back or something that we have to manage. But I I doubt very much that we've grown up seeing this as a, a major advantage. Besides, obviously, you know the the advantage of having babies or being able to carry babies. But I think from meeting with you, there's so much more behind that. And I think if women can learn to work within that, we do really achieve a different point of power. So I'm so interested to get into this and. Essentially, this uh, is episode one of our four-part series, so let's kick off. I know the title for this is really around having a period story. Do you want to share a bit more about this? What is exactly a period story? So a period story is all about the female uh, physiology and biology, obviously, to start with. That's what we've been taught, as you just suggested, you know, at school. But we're not taught about the power of what that brings to us each month, uh, you know, what that can bring to us from a, a, the pillars point of view that Natalie just introduced. And it's about how you can have ebbs and flows through the month. So we don't want to just, you know, find ourselves powering through the month on all the time. It's about appreciating that there's times for resting and taking stock, times for planning, times to you know get on with it and you know you feel like you've got a lot of energy and then there's times to come back down again so really those ebbs and flows um, the energy that it gives you the confidence that it can give you um, how it can support your performance um, is all part of that period story so it's not just the biological stuff it's it's a lot more to it so a lot of women don't really they don't really know about it in fact when we talk to women about it they 
they're quite surprised that they can have some of these different phases in a 28-day cycle. And, you know, they might think, gosh, you know, I, I did a great run last week, but this week I'm really struggling. And then, you know, there's also the flip side of it of young girls that are, you know, just coming into their menstruating years and just starting. There's no real education around helping them understand that it takes a number of years for their hormones and their period to regularise. Um, and then, you know, once that happens and we obviously um, get more entrenched into life, uh, we study, we work, we get a job, we marry, we don't marry, whatever, we get a partner, we have children, we don't have children, everyone's life is busy. And it's around using that period story to support uh, women as they move through life. Absolutely. And I think it is so important because, you know, I'm just speaking from personal experience, we kind of just want to power on at the same level of productivity every single day and sometimes we just don't understand why we we're just in a bad mood or we're we just don't have the energy reserves how are you teaching women differently to cope with this or to to plan around this so it's actually as you were saying that you know what came into my mind karen is that we're not small men we don't operate the same way as what men do so men have traditionally they have a circadian rhythm uh, where they have a 24-hour cycle. So, for instance, their testosterone is higher in the morning and that eventually fades through, through the day. So they will they will come to work and power on in the morning and then they'll start, you know, the, there might be more collaborative meetings with them that suits them in the, you know, through the, in the afternoon or they come home at night and, and they, you know, relax a bit and then they do it all again. Whereas women, very cyclical. So they have, they have their cycle and within that cycle they have four phases that see them move through move through that so through their menstruation they may ideally is a time to rest and you know gather their thoughts and and then they can use the next stage just prior to ovulation where they start building up their energy stores again things they've thought about in their menstruation phase they can um, start thinking about actually doing and then after ovulation, they can actually, their energy is very high. So they can actually be, you know, getting things done, saying yes to everything. And then as they come in, you know, towards the end of that, they may feel them, themselves, you know, going down a little bit or retreating a little bit and maybe slowing down a bit. Whereas, you know, we, we tend to have this 24-7 bang, 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 go, go, go. And then we enter into our menstruation again. So we're just not, it's those ebbs and flows is what we really need to to embrace and to get us through that, that energy that it's not going to be high all the time, but it's actually such an advantage for us to be able to embrace those ebbs and flows because it does give us a time to reset. And I think it's really powerful that we get to menstruate every month where we are able to reset reaffirm our goals and our energy and work out, okay, um, this is what I'd like to accomplish over the next 28 days or whatever it may be, but it's essentially a time to slow down and then um, go forward again. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking, you know, even for myself, I usually overcommit during my high energy period. Yes. And it's kind of just as yes. soon as you've made that commitment that, yes. you know, you start hit, hitting one of those those ebbs and you, you kind of regret, um, you know, the work that you've taken on. And the, the typical thing that we do is just kind of, uh, you know, push ahead. And I think it is more about being in tune with that and, and honouring that cycle because we we often lead to a lot of exhaustion within ourselves. Or we do. And I think is when you become aware of the cycle and those different phases, you can sort of have a little bit of a, um, a little voice in your head saying, you know what, Lise, next week is, you know, you'll be 
post ovulation, don't commit to too much because you're aware of it. So you can commit to a little bit, but don't overcommit so that, you know, you put yourself in a bad position the week later or however many days later it is. And we're notorious for doing it. So you're not alone. And if I could just add one thing that we hear from clients is, you know, going through the Female Advantage program is that it it gave them permission to Mm. be. So, and we just, we just love that when we heard that feedback, that it gave them permission to rest, gave them permission to say no, but then also do the things that they wanted to do and and do it unapologetically because they knew that that's what made them feel good and they knew that when they feel good that that then flows on to, you know, the people around them and they show up as who they want to show up to Mm. and be who they want to be. So that's, yeah, really powerful. Absolutely. I think that's so important because that's such a it's such a big reframe that happens because if we're judging ourselves outside of that cycle, you, you can't quite understand what's going on. So it becomes a poor reflection, you know, on, on self. Like I can't keep up, I'm not doing that. But I think that that ability to, you know, give yourself permission to work within what you've got and that what you're experiencing is completely normal. I think that is a an incredible point of power. Um, you mentioned something, you know, you plan your, your days or your week. So how, you know, are you tracking this? What are you using to track with this? Is it, you know, scheduled in your in your diary? The best place to start is day one of your cycle, mainly because it's the easiest way to start. So day one of bleeding. And yeah, it can be, look, there's, there's a number of tracking apps out there. Um, but I think for, I think the most powerful thing is that when you're actually starting, is to use a diary, whether that be on your phone or a paper-based diary, and actually start tracking, you know, how you're feeling that day, perhaps what you may uh, what you may be craving, what you may be eating. For instance, during the menstruation time, it's, you know, it's more comfort foods. And certainly leading up to menstruation, um, there is a higher cal- um, calorific intake that the body will naturally ask you for. And, um, and if you think about it, it's, that's the time where, uh, you know, a possible human can be, to, can be created. So it makes sense that the body wants more calories during that time to start supporting, a, you know, a growing embryo. But then, you know, then the body's clever and thinks, oh, yes, I know I don't need that. So that caloric, calorific um, requirement will come down. So, yeah, it's about um, we really encourage people, you know, for a good three months to to track it. And it's, it's you know, people think, oh, I haven't got time. But yeah, you actually do have time. It's just a matter of putting a few things, a few notes in the diary so that you can see within that three month where the patterns are, where your energy levels were, how active you felt like being through those times. Um, you know, coming up to ovulation, for instance, you have so much energy and willingness to to really exercise, and you know that cardio type of exercise leading up to ovulation is you know, a fantastic option. So it's really about the paper based or or just making the notes about how you're feeling through that time and roughly the 28 day cycle, give or take. You know, everyone's different. So it could be around the food, could be around or food nutrition, sleep, uh, movement, and stress. You know, how stressed do you feel? Because that can really have a big effect on how well your cycle goes as well. And I think it is just important to get in tune because, you know, it's not a strict 28-day cycle for everyone. So to just track it that way. But, you know, just as you were speaking, just so many important implications. Like, you know, sometimes when you're struggling to lose weight, I mean, there's there's days where you're going to have the willpower and there's days when there's not. So if you can, if you can think ahead and you understand where your body is, you know, you don't... Yeah. 
you don't punish as much or you don't withhold, but you learn to make probably a healthier choice in that in that moment, understanding what your body is craving instead of you know trying to hold out and then grabbing for that that bag of crisps at the at the yeah. end of the day when there's no more power left and you don't. kind of power through your day. And it's about, and you know, you made another good point, Karen. It's about being in tune with what your body's telling you that it needs. Like, instead of fighting it, actually go with it. And, you know, I generally find that women are probably not as hungry or cravy, you know, craving foods at the first part of their cycle. But once they ovulate, it's a different thing. So the key there is making highly nutritious uh, choices around that and we certainly go into that into the program well thank you we're coming up to the end of our our time for our first episode but could you tell us what you kind of got planned what journey are you taking us on for the remainder of the series so we really want to introduce you to the four phases of your cycle and we love this whole notion that we can be four women in one you know over 28 days how incredible And not only that, we also want to show you how you can start to nurture your whole health by really connecting to your cycles. Um, A big part of what we do is around that self-awareness and, you know, bringing that self-awareness to our body. And as Lisa said, understanding what it is we need and where there's gaps that we could perhaps fill to support ourselves and continue to thrive and and reach our potential at work and, and in life. Fantastic. So I've really enjoyed it today. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And again, your, your details will be published through, uh, through Talent Talks where the podcasts are available. And we will look forward to any future articles as well, because I think this has you know, this is such a breadth of application, obviously, especially for women. But I think for, for a lot of men wanting to educate themselves on, on why they sometimes experience for women as one, I think it's really valuable that, you know, that we start talking about these things. Thanks, Thanks so much. Karen. Thank you both.